Warning ahead, sexy themes and saucy lingo. Trigger warnings include pregnancy and abortion and rape and sexual assault. Please check the show notes for details and specific timings. You're about to journey through a novel of nymphomania, an opus of orgasms, a prospectus of passion, a quota of quickening pulses, a register of romance, a survey... Oh my god! <laughs> I don't even know what that was, but it was, was. brilliant! <laughs> this is some kind of... Love, it was going to be filthy. Yeah, yeah, I was loving that. Okay, um, <laughs> but, 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 I, but I interrupted all the same. Okay, I'm opening the dictionary in three, two, one, boop. It's time for the dictionary game. <laughs> do, do, do. Do, do, do. Are you ready? Yes. Awesome. S is for scabies. Okay. Okay. So, um, a while, a while ago, I started getting like really itchy all the time, and I went to the doctor, and I was like, "I'm really itchy all the time." And she was like, well, "It's probably just dry skin. Get some moisturizer." Um, and then um, I got together with my partner now, mm. but I mean, it was in those early days. Mm. And then he was like, "I'm really itchy all the time," and I was like, "Yeah." Uh. And then he <laughs> went to the doctor, and his doctor was like, "You have scabies, and your partner should probably get scabies." get scabies get um scabies <laughs> cream as well yeah. get treatment as well so i went back to my doctor and i was like i definitely gave my partner scabies <laughs> can i have cream and she was like i think you're fine and i was like no i have scabies <laughs> so wait <laughs> read the signs <laughs> so eventually she, she gave me the um prescription yeah. did the cream everything but anyway the point is i think the fact that we managed to get through that early on in our relationship <laughs> proves well that, done strength yes. yeah strengthened it strengthened it yeah. <laughs> um s is for solo sexual which is a fancy way word. of uh, talking about wanking. <laughs> uh, so uh, I went online uh, the other day and had a little look around at sexualities, and one of them is solo sexuality, which is the idea of like a bit, a, a sort of refers to onanism, the idea that you are um, taking care of yourself, loving yeah. yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's a particular kind of sexuality where people find themselves mm-hmm. referring back to our myth- mythology episode again. Yeah, it's the narcissistic uh, mm. sexuality. That's so interesting. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, of course it is. If you just want to be... Yeah, I, I like that. I think to an extent we all are solo sexual to a, to a degree. To a degree, maybe. absolutely. And I think it's good to explore your solo sexuality, yes, definitely. I think so. Um, okay, S is for spotty body. Mm-hmm. Um, spotty body. <laughs> spotty body is my toy dog. <laughs> I, Reference to your own body. Right? <laughs> no, I don't. I, I mean, I'm not saying anything no. about my body. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, so, no <laughs> um, spotty body is um, a toy dog I've had since I was a child. Yes. Um, and uh, my ex was very... Um, uh, very accepting <laughs> accepting of him and uh, we we were on holiday in Amsterdam together and I think I'd been in a bit of like a bad mood mm. um, and then we'd gone around the botanical gardens and then I don't know it'd been nice but I don't think I'd been like the most you know talkative and hard oh, yeah. and then we got we got back to the hotel and he was like where's spotty Botty? and then I got really upset and then he put, took his camera out of his bag and was like I think spotty Botty came to the botanics and then Aww. he basically he'd gone off to pretend to go to the toilet and he'd gone off and taken pictures of spotty Botty in all these different places in That's the adorable. botanics I know and, and calling back to R is for romance I think yes. that was a very romantic gesture very romantic. yes <laughs> and S is for subliminal um, mm. it's a bit of a fantasy of mine to be mm. hypnotised <gasps> in a sexual scenario oh, wow. um, things that have stopped me are I've not been with a partner that I trusted enough right. yeah, to yeah. do that 
uh, a trusted enough to be competent enough at it mm-hmm. that they wouldn't screw with me mm-hmm. and uh, trusted enough in this usual sense of the word and mm-hmm. and yeah that but anyway it is a, a bit of a kink in my oh, mind wow. that would be quite exciting <gasps> also my subby side yeah 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 to just be like you know hypnotise into doing everything exactly, that yeah, they, yeah, oh yeah. my god yeah. okay cool um, alright S is for stars mm. um, so there's a, a song called Stars in Les Mis yes. sang by Javert yeah. my favourite character mm-hmm. um, so um, it was shortly after the film came out and I had a house party and um, this guy came who I knew a little bit but not that well and uh, he he was all music, like, musical as well and I just remember it got to that point where I was like everyone's having a nice time everyone's quite drunk and I just lay on the floor and started singing stars and then he <laughs> lay beside me and sang it with me <laughs> and we were just singing stars at the ceiling and then we um we got together later that night and oh. i and i would say thank you under the stars thank you javert under the stars yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly and s is for short sighted um mm. so uh when, I, I, i've had laser eye surgery and it's yes! a miracle and i don't have glasses anymore wow but, um back when i did and before i met my husband um obviously go around and meet guys randomly mm. and um you know for one-on-one hookups um and uh i would often have to wear my glasses because i'd be going to meet them and yeah. find where they're address was and where their door was and make sure I was going to the right house God, but, yeah. um, I would often like quickly steal my glasses back in my pocket so they wouldn't think Cause really because it, it makes it's, it makes you look older and less attractive oh for most guys and so yeah I'd, I'd, so I'd like, and then I'd be like glasses, yeah. not be able to see them properly either <sighs> Ridiculous. Anyway. Oh, no. Never mind. Not a problem anymore. No, it's not. Um, yeah, exactly. For many reasons. Yeah. <laughs> no problem. Um, well, my S is for snatch. I hate that word. Never use it. Massive turn off. I hate it. As in snatch, meaning, meaning vagina. vagina. Yeah. yeah. Like you can snatch a biscuit. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't like it. I, don't. I hate it. Okay, oh. word. Yeah. Oh, that was short. Um, <laughs> S is for, and I'm going to say this now, seminiferous. Ooh. I know. I love yeah. this word. My delving into the dictionary to, uh, this time round yeah. uh, had me dig up this word. And basically, it's really cool. It means uh, something that bears seed or <gasps> semen. Seminif- seminiferous. 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 Eye, yes. yes. Um, and I just wanted to talk about how the quantity varies. So, yes, I've run out of time. <laughs> How does the quantity oh, say? Well, okay, all I was going to say is if I'm really turned on. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's been a long session. Yeah. Hello and welcome to this episode of An A to Z of Sex with Men, where I, Raphael, and I, Jacinta, explore the intricacies of all types of sexual interactions with those people we call collectively cisgendered males. Based on personal experience and extensive research. From anal sex to zipless fucks. Laying it all bare. But not bareback. Mm-mm. Unless you're consenting. Yeah. Okay, tested. Anyway. <laughs> uh, right. Uh, so today's episode is the letter S. S. And what is S for? Well, it could be for sex, but that would be a bit obvious. Well, really. yeah. <laughs> so we just added a word before that. It's for safe sex. Safe sex. Sex. Safe Two S's. Sex. Double S. S. A very important topic. Very important topic. And I think it's a very sexy topic. Yes. Um, because it should be a sexy topic. Yes, you're quite right. So we should be sexy about it when discussing it. Absolutely. So I'm going to talk like this. What research have you discovered? What research I've done. Um, anyway. Please tell <laughs> um, me. <laughs> so the, for the, for the mm-hmm. technical part of our right. episode today, I've done a little bit of digging. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you have too. And I've, I, I wanted to talk mm-hmm. a bit about HIV. Yes. Because from my perspective, this is probably the scariest mm-hmm. uh, STI yep. that has ever existed. Mm-hmm. Um, I have currently 
I'm currently about halfway through um, It's a Sin, which is a BBC uh, mm-hmm. drama. Yeah. It's written by Russell T. Davies. It is written by Russell T. Davies, uh, yeah. Doctor Who man. Yeah. And um, also the uh, guy who wrote uh, Cucumber, Tofu and Banana. I think that's in the wrong way around. That's another series. Of really? Penis, which is, yeah. I yeah, love yeah. that name. I know, they're quite funny. It's to do, those are to do with the different erect stages of the penis. Really? So tofu's the softest. And yeah. And banana and then cucumber. And then cucumber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, okay, that's cool. completely, yeah. completely off the point but anyway <laughs> I'm just right, yeah. um, extolling the virtues of Russell T. Davis now at Russell T. Davis at Russell T. Davis <laughs> um, but, um, so basically yes um, HIV and um, it's it's really scary and, and my husband mm. and I have been watching the uh, series yeah. and uh, reflecting on how lucky mm-hmm. uh, we are to not live in that time and to not have grown up really in that time yeah. but the third episode of five so it mm-hmm. takes us over a decade mm-hmm. 1981 to 1991 um, and the third one it starts off in the month that I was born, March 1986. Oh, wow. Okay. So particularly, it almost sort of resonated slightly more strongly with, mm-hmm. for, with, for, with me for that. And I remember um, I actually got a birthday card from my granny this month yeah. that uh, reflected on, uh, it had mentioned the HIV <laughs> epidemic in it because it was a 1986 story. And, okay. she did, and I thought, why you'd put this in a birthday card, granny? Uh, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> so uh, it's just her. Um, but and, and the, I, I still worry about it, even though... Yeah. Um, HIV is perfectly uh, kind of treatable mm-hmm. and you can uh, you can live a completely normal life and mm-hmm. not know you wouldn't know yeah you, uh, you wouldn't you can't pass it on if you're treated properly yeah but uh, the stigma yep. is deep set yep um, we uh, even within the gay community um, mm-hmm. people don't want to I mean pre- frequently and commonly mm-hmm. don't want to go near people who have HIV God, don't yeah. want to go, you know don't want to anything they don't want to know that they're that that's a thing mm-hmm, that they're coming mm-hmm. into contact with or could be coming into contact with which of course increases the risk mm-hmm. um, stigma only ever um, makes things worse yep. for everybody yep. uh, including those who don't have it mm-hmm. uh, so um, it's it's just sort of trying to undo that and I, I am guilty of this myself by the way I mm-hmm. have reacted negatively to people who have HIV in the past mm-hmm. I, I it makes me uncomfortable mm-hmm. um uh, because of fear yeah. I'm scared of it um, and we'll get into what my word of the day is uh, mm-hmm. it is fear by the way uh, okay, spoilers okay. this is for spoilers yeah. <laughs> but I'm allowed it today because it's S yeah, um, yeah. but yeah I wanted to show um, mm-hmm. share sorry S is for sharing yeah. uh, and showing some, and showing yeah. some uh, statistics with you okay. about HIV to um, maybe put things into perspective a little mm-hmm. bit um, because there's a lot of stigma as I said mm-hmm. S is for stigma a lot of S words coming out here today. Um, <laughs> yeah, God. But, uh, so uh, let me let me rattle these off. So cool. Um, if you are the receptive partner in mm-hmm. anal intercourse, doesn't matter whether you're straight or gay, yeah, um, or anything else yep. in between, queer, trans, mm-hmm. anything doesn't matter. One point three eight percent is your chance of catching HIV. And interestingly, that's the highest percentage. That's the highest one. Yeah. Um, of all of the percentages, of all the percentages. Yes. yeah, yeah. Um, with the exception of um, what I think is uh, to do with uh, if you have HIV and you give birth to a child, that's the um, that's right. actually more likely. Okay, okay. But that's uh, that's a different scenario. Yeah, um, yeah. But adult to adult transmission, mm-hmm. yes, it's the highest one. Mm-hmm. Um, that's about one in seventy, which I think is a statistic that I've actually said on this podcast before. Yeah, yeah. And so, <clears throat> it's not that high. It's not that high, and also um, <clears throat> uh, lots of people have anal sex. Yes, that is not just between two men quite so. that is quite yeah. so and we'll come to that in a second yeah um if you are the insertive partner as this website refers to <laughs> yeah. uh, or in japanese you'd be called the pitcher i believe the pitcher. The catcher it's the baseball pitcher references catcher. i know it's great. um yeah. they love their baseball so mm-hmm. um it's 0.11 
percent wow yeah and that does much lower mm -hmm. that comes back to a point you've made in an earlier episode about how if you are the insertive or pitcher mm -hmm. or top uh it is absolutely your the only your responsibility yes. to provide the protection yeah yeah, yeah. it's one in 900 compared to one in 70 that's, wow. your, that's your chances wow if uh you are doing penis in vagina sex mm -hmm. then it's uh, it's less than 0.1 percent it's in the same ballpark actually mm -hmm. as if you were if you were having uh anal sex right you are the insertive partner it's a similar it's um similar risk yeah 0 0.08 0.08 for yeah. receptive so for, receptive. for the female uh-huh and uh 0.04 for the male so again see, it's yeah. always lower for the for the for the penis owner yes you know, yeah. in the in the in the act, or the person um, using person, their penis. Because also, I, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> yeah. trying to. Yeah. So, I have a penis. But I was trying to. I mean, the person who owns the penis doing the insert. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yes. Uh, thank you for that. Um, for God's sake. Right. Um, anyway, and then um, oral um, oral sex yeah. as well. Apparently, there is a risk, but it's so low that it, it's not hard it's, it's hard to quantify right i think it's it's below one in ten thousand okay so i mean it's, it's low it's like a trace it's like you know when you look at the ingredients on a on a chocolate bar and it says trace that's that's what we're talking about right okay it's, yeah it's hard to yeah detect it. um so uh this now is from the website uh, nat.org.uk which is the national aids trust mm -hmm. um so in uh in 2019 mm -hmm. uh there were about 105,200 people living with hiv in the uk okay 94 percent of those were diagnosed so that's obviously an estimate because sure. six they, they reckon that about six percent of people are undiagnosed yeah and obviously around. how they actually know because yeah. they're undiagnosed Quite, yeah so exactly. it's, so yeah it's of course estimate. yeah um so they say that one in that's about one in sixteen, one in six percent, but one in sixteen people uh, mm -hmm. don't know that they have it. Um, okay, that's one in sixteen people with HIV. No, yeah, not just yeah, one in sixteen people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so and then ninety-eight percent of people diagnosed with HIV are being treated. Oh, good. Ninety-seven percent of those are fully virally suppressed, which means they can't pass it on. Yep. Which uh, you may have heard the expression "U equals U," which means un. Uh, hang on, un. Undetectable equals untransmissible. Okay. So um, if you are have an undetectable viral load, mm -hmm. um, it means you can't pass the virus right. on to other people. Okay. And uh, of all of the people living with HIV in the UK, that means when you do the maths, that comes out at 89% are virally suppressed. So nearly 9 in 10 mm -hmm. um, people. That includes people who don't know they have it. Because obviously right. that then adds quite a significant number of people, unfortunately, of course, into the yeah, yeah. unsuppressed category. Mm -hmm. Um, another one, another area I wanted to talk about, and it is um, how frequently it happens. So, how how often do people catch HIV? Mm -hmm. um, and we've got we're living in COVID in a COVID era at the moment, mm -hmm. so probably these numbers will um, will start to have some sort of sense of comparison. Mm -hmm. And hopefully, um, COVID now sheds a bit of a light on HIV in this sense. Okay. Um, so, four thousand one hundred and thirty nine people were newly diagnosed with HIV in the UK in twenty nineteen. Okay. Um, now. Uh, 3,259, mm -hmm. that's just over three quarters of mm -hmm. that number of new diagnoses mm -hmm. last, uh, sorry, in 2019, it's two years ago, were due to sexual transmission. Okay. Now, some were unknown, so it's hard to know whether some of those were also sex. Yeah. Probably possibly people denying that they had sex with other people. Well, yeah. Um, and then about two and a half percent is due to drug use, and another 0.8 percent is possibly due to, for example, um, people with HIV giving birth to children who right. Have HIV. Who then have it as well, yeah. yeah. Would the drug use be like using unclean needles or Correct. Like, yeah? Exactly, okay. yeah, yeah. 
And then another thing I want to shed light on here is the common... So the common stigma is that HIV and AIDS were mm-hmm. obviously known previously as GRID and the gay disease, gay-related immuno- immunodeficiency. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just going to tell you right now yeah. um, the proportions. So yeah. um, of that 78.8%, we divide that... 41.1 mm-hmm. is sex between men mm-hmm. and 37.7 is heterosexual. Mm-hmm. So in that's my head, that's basically 50-50. Yeah. So can we all shut the fuck up about it being yes. a gay disease now? Please. please. Yeah. It's a bit, bit tedious, a bit tired, that one. Yeah. Um, and when you look at gender, the statistics balance out in that way. So 27.5% of women mm-hmm. make up that 41, sorry, 4139 yeah. who were newly diagnosed. Yeah. And um, uh, and and 72.5% were men. So if you think of if it being 50-50, that means that 50% were men and men giving it to each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. And 50% were oh, men and men women, women giving, giving it to each other. Exactly. So, so that kind of, of course there are going to be more up. men. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and of course, you, you, this led to a spat in the 80s and 90s of men denying that, you know, or men being accused of being yeah. gay when they were actually straight, catching it from from women or and, and vice versa. Say, yeah. So it's completely rubbish. <sighs> yeah. Um, um, and then I also wanted to talk about a really important issue, which mm-hmm. is to do with late diagnosis. Okay. So um, if you, um, as you, as you may or may not be aware, so with HIV, um, the most common thing to happen, I think it's about two thirds or 70% of people mm-hmm. experience a, a actual visible, um, they, they suffer a bit with, right. with a kind of post-viral exposure. They, they, mm-hmm. they get ill. Mm-hmm. It's a bit like flu. Okay. Um, they get fever, they get mm-hmm. a sore throat, headache, um, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. They, they sweat, they, they, you know, it's, look, you look like you've got flu, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. They often get a rash as well. That lasts for, you know, like flu again, two, two to three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they're fine again. Mm-hmm. Um, except that they're not fine because in the meantime, in the background, HIV is eating their immune right. yeah, uh, yeah. system. Um, so we've got a, a definition. So over, over, over sort of five to 10 years, and it, mm-hmm. it varies drastically between, it's just an individual basis of how the virus interacts with your own body, yeah. how rapidly you, you would deteriorate if you had HIV. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you have a CD4 count, which is your, is a particular measure of your immune system mm-hmm. below 350 within three months of your diagnosis of HIV, you're considered to be, have, di- have been diagnosed quite late in okay. your HIV infection okay. stage. So um, it's important to note that, the percentage of people who were newly diagnosed in mm-hmm. 2019, 42% of those people were diagnosed at a late stage of infection. Really? Which means that people are walking around refusing to get tested because no, they don't want to know. So this is what it comes down to. Yeah. I know. And we will talk about this a lot more in this episode. Yeah. But the importance of getting tested. Yeah. Know your yeah. status is a, big, is a big thing. Yeah. And uh, the other thing as well to note is that I suppose somewhat obviously older people are more likely to be diagnosed late just by very nature of if you've let it pass for over time, obviously you are going to be You're older. You're going to be older, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. The statistics don't, they're, they're more heavily skewed than that bears out. So if you are over 50, mm-hmm. you are more than, ha- more than half of those people were diagnosed late. Really? Compared to only a, just over a quarter of 15 to 24 year olds. So. In some ways, I suppose that's an encouraging statistic. In that younger people, maybe younger people are getting tested more and yeah. feel less stigma around yeah. it. Which is yeah, exactly. I think it's good. Yeah. I think I think it's encouraging. I think I think a lot of the reason behind that for the older age group is probably because they've lived through well, that whole horrible uh, exactly. era of being accused and it being stigmatized. Exactly. 
So there's that. There's also, it's worth noting that um, people from black communities are more likely to be diagnosed late. Uh, although I think I also uh, discovered that um, the most, most new diagnoses mm-hmm. of HIV were white. By quite a... By a significant Significant margin. margin. Yes. Um, wow. So where it was happening in black and Asian communities, they were more likely to, to come forwards late. Right, okay. When they were probably already almost getting sick. Yeah. Whereas uh, in the white population, they were coming forwards early. But just but getting it more. But getting it more. Right. And actually, th- this interestingly mirrors COVID to a degree. Yeah. Because the uptake of vaccines yeah. in black communities is actually tends to be poorer than yeah. in the white. Mm-hmm. And again, probably I don't know I don't know where the COVID was spreading before, mm-hmm. but there may be an interesting parallel there with with uh, white people getting it more than um, mm-hmm. more than um, black and mixed in the early stages. Yeah. I think I think that changed as the as COVID progressed. Yeah. Um, I'm hype. We're getting off the point, and I don't want to talk about things I don't know anything about. <laughs> no, no, sure, but, but yeah, um, that's HIV anyway. Yeah. So those are, those are my statistics. Um, well, I think those are really good statistics. I think it's really important to talk about these statistics very clearly because, okay, so in terms of my history with HIV or knowing right. about HIV, yeah, is again when I was younger, it was very much a thing where everyone was like, "Oh my god, HIV AIDS, scary, scary, mm. scary." Um, and then we had a woman called Emma Cole and Mm -hmm. I really urge our listeners to look her up and if you do run an educational establishment um, really consider getting in touch with her because she came and did a talk at our school obviously when I was at school Mm. and she was amazing and so she's HIV positive and she basically it it was a case like everyone's like oh my god a lady with HIV is going to come talk to us it's going to be so sad oh my god Mm. and then she was just so good like the sex education at my school was poor but that was the best like, I learned more from her than yeah. from, like, any other sex education. Yeah. And she was just so clear. She was like, you can't get it from oral sex. Or, like you say, really, really low. Yeah. It is treatable or manageable. Mm. Um, you can you can still have a sex life. That kind of thing. And just completely, like, myth-busting. And she was like, you can ask me anything. And she was just so great. So I think that kind of certainly made me more, you know, less, like, less stigmatizing of it. Yes. It taught me a lot. Mm. And then... Uh, someone I know was, but then you see, so similarly again, it was like, okay, um, in theory, I'm like, okay, well, look, it's manageable, da, 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 not a problem. Yeah. Um, but then in practice, if a sexual partner was like, oh, I have HIV, I think that would still trigger a little bit of a scare in me. Yeah. Just but because I think of the stigma. A fair reaction in it to, to that sort of thing is, I think, justifiable to a degree. Um, not fear of the person, but you should, you should justifiably go, Oh, I should probably get myself checked. I need to make sure yes. I'm okay. Yeah. Um, that's a reasonable, a rational fear response to that. You, yeah. you must check yourself out yeah. if someone you've been in who's been in contact with you sexually yeah. has declared themselves to be HIV positive. That's a normal reaction. Yeah. Um, but I agree. And I'm also really jealous of this experience that you've mm-hmm. had, um, or envious. Mm-hmm. Uh, because uh I think it probably would have helped and eased my own yep. um stigmas and uh and fears Absolutely. around HIV. Because I've certainly uh, as I said, I've, I've certainly sort of had that. And as a, as a gay man, mm-hmm. where it's been, again, more heavily stigmatized, mm-hmm. I feel quite strongly about it. Yeah, absolutely. So, so I think, yeah, more. And, and, and I think there was there was one other thing that, what was the name of the drug that you mentioned that you can oh, take? Oh, right. Yes. So, well, PrEP. So, um, right, yes. So there's, there's PrEP and PEP. Um, PrEP mm-hmm. is, is a pre-exposure prophylaxis. And mm-hmm. all that means is that um, you're taking a drug and it's called, uh, in the majority of cases, I believe, it's called, called Truvada, mm-hmm. um, which is the drug you actually use to treat HIV if you have uh-huh. it. But you get a slightly lower dose mm-hmm. if you're taking it preventatively. Right, okay. Um, and 
the idea behind it is that you're kind of it's in your system Mm -hmm. so if hiv comes in obviously viruses replicate yeah the moment it comes in Mm -hmm. it's going to be quite there's not going to be very much of it Mm -hmm. but if you allow it untreated it sure develops and spreads quickly if there's already a little bit of um Mm -hmm. antiretrovirals in your bloodstream yeah before it can latch in get a grip on your body Mm -hmm. it's already being eradicated Right, okay, yeah. So that's yeah. what prepping's to do. Yeah. I just think that's important to know about as well, because that's something I only learned about when I was listening to a podcast actually called um, Burlesque Stripped Down. Okay. Um, and the, the host was interviewing a woman who works in porn, and she was talking about it, and that was the first time I'd ever heard about right. it. And I just thought, like, I think this is something people should know about. Yes, definitely. Um, so the more platforms we can talk about it on, the better. 100%. So, yeah. Well, I think my research came from fear, actually, mm-hmm. from that kind of, like, I need to understand this. I need yeah. to address my fear. I need to reduce my stigma. I need to understand more about it. Mm. So I've learned about know your stigma status you equals you um prep and pep mm-hmm. and understanding like and pep is again by the way if, if you've been told it's, only, it's you only get it if you know that you've been in contact with somebody who's had right. hiv okay it lowers the it well it pretty much removes if taken at the mm-hmm. right in the right time window which mm-hmm. i believe is 72 hours okay after exposure um and it eliminates the chance that you can mm-hmm. the hiv will take hold and, and you'll Okay. Become HIV positive. Yeah. Um, because seroconversion, which is the process, sero refers to the blood, blood serum. Mm-hmm. Um, the process of becoming HIV positive takes a lot longer than a few days. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You can't, and it was undetectable for a while after right. you've uh, been in contact with somebody as well. So. Yes, that's it. Because you're meant to have a test like a certain yeah. amount of time uh, after. Yes, there's the a event, name for it. it? Some, there's something window, uh, but it's to do with where you can't. Uh, you can't detect it, it yeah. until after that time. It's usually okay. about, I believe, about a month or just after a month. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, if, in, in extreme cases, I think up to six weeks if you want to be totally 100% sure. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> awesome. That's, yeah. I think that's all, that's so good to know about. And that was really interesting as well. Good. Um, yes, I love I some so. good statistics. So my research um, focused a little bit more on why people have unprotected Ooh, sex. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yes, love that. So actually, okay, so I wrote my own list of reasons I think why. Okay. And then I looked up some, some, Official research. Okay. And also, but I'm just interested to know, just off the top of your head, what do mm. you think might be some reasons people have unprotected sex? Uh, okay. Uh, my top one would be, mm-hmm. from my own experience, yeah. would be pressure, being yeah. pressured into okay. it. Okay. Um, and then after that, I'd say getting drunk. Right. Okay, yeah. So or my drugs. Or drugs. Okay, yeah. yeah. Give some sort of altered yeah, state. Altered okay. State of yeah. So my first one was alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Yeah. 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 Um, I also thought it feels better. Yes, it does. Um, yeah. You don't want to ruin the mood. Which had a mm-hmm. little bit pressure, bit of pressure bit, there. yeah. yeah. Um, it's embarrassing. Can be embarrassing. What is? What's so saying, can you put on a condom, please? That's. I suppose that's the same as don't want to ruin a mood, isn't it? You okay, sure. Yeah, that. they're the same thing. Same they're thing. the same. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry, um, I'm not, that's a bad one to say. <laughs> um, this was a quote from a good article I read in the Guardian, um, which was too drunk or horny to care. Um, ah. so actually I think so. Drunk obviously goes in with alcohol. Horny, I think, is really important yes, because yeah, sometimes yeah, you yeah. are so turned on. You don't care. Yeah. And that yeah. is important. Yeah. Because sex, the urge to have sex, sexual arousal is powerful. Yes. Okay. And it goes back to us talking about the disgust, the minimization of disgust. Mm-hmm. Disgust is a, an emotion that's there to make you care about getting ill. You don't want to mm-hmm. get sick. So when you're horny, mm-hmm. it gets rid of disgust. Yeah. It does. Exactly. It that's it, isn't it? Yeah. You're, so you're you just... no longer disgusted by most things. Yeah. It's so um, true. Depending on who you Saliva, are. Like more and more and more. I don't know. Yeah, like yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Whatever like, you want. Yeah. Exactly. Um, <laughs> your limits go, you know, change a lot. That's so true. Yeah. Um, I also thought in um, in like a cishet sex, men assume women are on the pill oh. and women don't like to say anything. Right. That's very, very common. they only think about... Because they only think about pregnancy. They don't think about... baby rather than... STIs. Yeah, yeah. And it's just we don't really have any language to talk about safe sex 
in a sexually intimate setting. Um, Yes, I wrote two turned on, need to have sex now. Okay, so um, (laughs) the Foster, Higgins, Biggs, Holtby and Brindis, 2011... Study. Study. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Cited biological imperatives. I suppose it's a thing of like, you feel more horny, certainly as a woman, I feel more horny when I'm ovulating. Mm. So I suppose there's a little bit of that, um, like my body being like, get pregnant. Obviously that's not always relevant, but risk taking. People like to take risks apparently. Mm -hmm. That could be a turn on. Uh, Can be a turn on. Yeah. Pregnancy ambivalence. So eh, don't care if I'm pregnant. And again, don't think about STIs, clearly. Right. Yeah. Uh, relationship strengthening. There are obviously positive reasons Again, people so have. So that's the it feels better argument yeah. in a sense, isn't it? Lack of contraception or knowledge of and cost of contraception. So I think this is an important thing to note okay. as well. Yeah. Um, getting any kind of contraception will cost a degree of time or money, whatever way it is. Either yeah. you're getting a, a prescription for the pill or you're, uh, which involves going to an appointment, potentially missing work, um, or you're buying condoms, or you're going to an STI clinic and getting free condoms, but again, takes time. Yes. So uh, lack of negotiating power, which I think comes down to pressure, pressure again. Yeah. Um, and significant and or heightened sexual desire. So Great. it's another. Um, so I just thought that was quite interesting. I also say poverty and religion are also factors. Yes. Well, poverty is the cost of contraception. Factor. Exactly. And religion, um, religion is the yes. guilt. Or shame. <laughs> shame. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So th- that was just a little bit of, um, yes, what are, like why people have unprotected sex. And some of them I relate to. Some of them I don't. I, I did get that from a couple of articles, which I will put in the show notes. Yeah, I'll source do. in the show notes. Awesome. And you can source all your research in the show yes, notes as well. Yeah. So, so I suppose that brings us on to our words. Yes. Um, well, we're running way over because this has been such a fascinating session. So I'll keep it quick. I've already told you my word. It's mm-hmm. fear. Um, so I think for me, uh, safe sex is down to uh, being scared of mm-hmm. the consequences of not having safe sex. Yeah. Simple as that. Yeah. Um, and I think actually that's, again, as I said before, I think to a degree that's healthy. Yeah. And I don't want to necessarily have not have that fear because it keeps me safe. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that right. is actually very, that's kind of why fear exists. Correct. Yeah. That's a exactly. primal thing, isn't it? it is. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And I think it's, I think it's fine. I think sometimes I might, I could do with being a little bit less afraid um, of these things just because it's probably stood in my way in the past of mm-hmm. even having sex at all. Mm-hmm. Um, um, certainly, as I said, I mentioned the stigma before. You know mm-hmm. how effective is how effective is a condom? You know, mm-hmm. went into my head. Um, even though I know that I'm I'm safe and have always have been safe pretty much always, but I have had um, bareback sex a couple of times, mm-hmm. and I always always regret it. I'm always yeah. freaking out about it. Mm-hmm. And there's the whole you know going to the going to the clinic and getting a test yeah. and waiting and finding results and like calling the number or which uh, which is I've done a couple of times. Sometimes it's by text message mm-hmm. depending on the clinic in London. It, it's different and mm-hmm. um, the process, but always being really worried that it was going to come back positive because I'm certain that I was I was ill about nine days after yeah, I was had yeah. sex. It's like, oh come on! Like, I know. Actually, it was just the fact by the, just the very nature of having sex with somebody else. You're probably if they've got if they're a little bit sick, you're going to get the thing well, that they've got exactly. So it's yeah, probably yeah, yeah. not the worst. Case and there's scenario. also there is also like a sort of paranoia, and you're kind of probably in some ways almost making yourself a bit sick as yes. well. So you're like, oh, I coughed a bit. Oh, exactly, probably, exactly. Oh. No, I know. So, so the point yeah. I'm making is that while I think the fear has keep, has kept me safe. I think I have a little bit too much of it, yeah. and it's it's st- it stands in the way of me enjoying myself or freely more yeah. freely in the moment of sex, yeah. and also have had from having as much having had as much sex in mm-hmm. the past. I mean, this is why knowing knowing the facts and knowing the precautionary measures and knowing how to get tested and everything is so important because it yeah. means that well, then you can have like the healthy level of fear, which is like oh, this could 
lead to getting an STI or whatever, yeah. but then you also know all of the ways to deal with it and all of the ways to mitigate it. Exactly. So you have the information. Yes. Um, What's your word? So my word is condoms. Okay. I thought safe sex, condoms. condoms. Fair enough. <laughs> because that keeps you safe. Yeah. Ultimately, yeah. it keeps you safe. Yeah. I don't want to get an STI, I don't want to get pregnant. Wear a condom. It's, it is pretty much the number one way of, of keeping safe. Yeah. Um, my my main issue with condoms, and it's come up you've, you've in your research mm-hmm. and in my own you know head, and I've said it before on this podcast, that condoms do take away from the experience. Mm-hmm. And it's a shame. Yeah. Um, I think the technology behind them has improved. Mm-hmm. I think they get better. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a box of unopened condoms at home that I can't wait to try. Uh, <laughs> Amazing. Are, are they um, ripped and dusted? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I actually should have gone with that, but no. Um, they're like yeah. the thin, the really thin ones. Right, yeah, so yeah. So they don't, like, yeah. yeah. They're probably better, actually. Yeah. But what annoys me as well is that there are condoms that are branded like extra safe. That Which are that, thick. They're, they're so, they're so thick. thick. And also, does that mean that like other the other ones, ones are not aren't? safe? Right. No, I know. So that's I'm just, annoying. In my head, it I plays know. with my mind. This I know. Is, this is where a lot of this like phobia comes exactly. from. Exactly. Like, oh, exactly. You know. that, that's actually a really good point because are they extra safe? Or are they just saying that? Yeah. So that it makes some to, people feel better. Or, is, I don't know. So people spend more on yeah. thicker latex. I don't know. Yeah. God. Um, yeah. And just, so, I mean, I've been in the lucky position that most of the men I've slept with have worn a condom or assumed to wear a condom. Mm-hmm. I have been with a couple of men who I've had to ask and a couple of men who I didn't feel like I could ask. Yeah. Okay. So, um, but I do know people who've slept with quite a few men and like none of them have offered to wear a condom. Mm. Just not at all. Yeah. And I do understand. I think it is important to note that it, for some men, it really doesn't feel nice. Or for some mm. people with penises, it really doesn't feel nice. Mm. And that's fair enough. But ultimately, you need to ask. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take my position in that box yeah. of your friends where by memory, mm-hmm. I... I've then I've obviously have obviously you, listeners you already know that before I met my husband I was a great big hoe. My wide experience. I'm going to tell you that the number of guys mm-hmm. who put on a condom without saying a word mm-hmm. I could count on one hand. Oh, the number of guys who put on a condom after asking me would you like me to put on a condom uh-huh. I could count on two hands. Okay. And then after that everybody else would just go for it and assume that they didn't need to. And it would either be my intervention yeah. to say don't, or I was in the other category of, I don't feel like I can ask. So they would just do it without. And that, those are the times where I'm like sitting in a SGI clinic afterwards, sweating, waiting for, oh you know. Oh God. It's so it all. Anyway. So okay. men, men and men. 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 That's a comedy song. Many, many men. So, uh, in my experience, men like, like gay sex uh, tend like the men involved either don't care as much mm-hmm. or are so horny or whatever that they don't want to, mm-hmm. and that's annoying. Yeah, yeah, it's just <laughs> annoying. It's frankly, annoying. it's annoying. It's don't annoying. be annoying. Don't, don't be, be don't annoying. Be one of those yeah. <laughs> don't be annoying. Um, okay, should we talk? About, should we go to stories? Yes. Yes. <clears throat> right. So my first story is mm-hmm. uh, about a party, a sex party I Ooh, went to. Yes. Okay. So this was in that summer of where everything happened, basically okay. when I was living with you. Right. I okay. Became yeah, yeah. quite sexually promiscuous. Yeah. Um. So this was must have been about sort of ooh, September. Mm-hmm. It was getting getting on in the year, and I. Uh, it was nearby. It was really close to where we were living. Actually, mm-hmm. it was just the other side of Turnpike Lane. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's really important where you know where my in, in London geography, where my sex points. Very happened. important. Yes. Um. So. <laughs> 
anyway, so we went to this party. Um, actually, it was invite. I was invited by this guy. I actually wasn't that into, but actually, the mm. guys he had around. He sent me some photos of the guys that were there. Right, like a little video as well of like what was going on in the day. Yeah, the, like in the time. It was really hot. Um, there was a guy who was like basically there was one top, and the rest of us were all like bottom slash like not that topping. Okay, so okay. we were all like waiting for our turn with this guy (laughs) like dick who's like fucking everybody um but um he didn't use condoms okay and i remember again it was because it was one of those moments where we were all in this little room Mm -hmm. actually this was um, related to my chemsex uh letter word from Mm -hmm. from previously two of them were on drugs the fact i went into the room Mm -hmm. basically there was a mattress in the corner and there was a guy sitting at a computer desk and I walked in and the top was fucking one of the other guys. Mm. And then he stopped, he pulled out and turned and said, hi. And I was like, I'm, at least I think the first words out of my mouth were, I'm overdressed. Um, <laughs> and they were like, yes, you are. So anyway, I took off my clothes. Yeah. And, um, I remember the top like made me go into the shower and like douche, which is like one of the first right. times I'd ever douched because I'd never bothered before. But wow. he really cared about it. And he made me do it like more than once because he was like, you haven't done it properly. And he kept like, wow. he would like push me over and like finger me and make sure. But because he didn't want to have like poo. poo. Yeah. Anyway, so he remember them. He commented and was like, oh, I'm the one top between all of you. So like yeah, I'm yeah. having to service you all. Like it's oh, yeah. really annoying. It's so tiring. It's like, it's okay, awesome. just wait your turn. Oh. I was like, okay, fine. <laughs> anyway, and then... The, there was a guy on like sleeping on the mattress, and I was like, well, "Is he okay?" And like mm. his boyfriend was one who was the bottom who was being fucked by the top when I came in, right? And he said, "Oh yeah, he's fine. He's just taken too much." And remember, like I said, I can't remember the names of these drugs, but they're like they're all like letters, like G or M, right? Or B yeah, or, yeah, 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 K or something. Uh, I don't know yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah. So he'd taken too much of that, and he was like yeah. knocked out on the couch. He's like, "Oh, he just needs to sleep it off. He'll be fine." And he was breathing. I could see him breathing. Okay, well, that's so I was like, good. That's "Yeah." Weird. Anyway. um, and then, so the top fucked me a little bit and then was like, oh, I can't do this anymore. Like, mm-hmm. I've, I've been fucking for all evening. And then he, like, left. Mm-hmm. And then I was sitting on the floor in that kind of, um, we've looked up these sex positions recently and I can't remember what We are. did, yes, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, what was, describe But we were, like, it, yeah. cross-legged with our legs around each other's back. Is that, like, a floor. yam-yam or something? Yeah, like, yeah yim, isn't yim, it? Yam-yam or, yam, yeah. yam, 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 yam. It's, it's on our website. <laughs> it is on, it's on our website. <laughs> I know, yeah. And um, it's like one of our favorite sex positions. Exactly. They're going to bow um, us. Yes. <laughs> um, anyway, so he and I were like, what I would think is what we'd call frotting, okay. which is when you uh, jerk your dicks off together. That's nice. Um, yes, it's, it's nice. Yeah. And um, we were we did a bit of that and then we were sort of basically embracing each other and kissing mm-hmm. for like, I think we must have been kissing for like an hour and a half. Wow. It was a long time because wow. he was an excellent kisser and it wow. was just really like, and we were just like, Playing with each other and like touching each other, and that's lovely. Really lovely. <laughs> Again, another another perfect time for the use of the word languid. I languid. Would say. It very languid, and it does sound romantic. It was romantic. Call back to Call R. Back to R. Romantic. Totally, yeah, no. and it was safe because we. Yes. There was nothing of that nature yeah. going on. Mm-hmm. In contrast to what had happened with the top. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. all of that happens. I, we barely had sex. It didn't even come mm-hmm. inside me, so I was kind of like meh in my head. Even though, and by the way. Uh, even though there is still a risk when you have sex and don't come inside yes. someone, mm-hmm. uh, the risk is indeed lower yeah. if they don't come. Yeah. I will say that. Um, and also it was very brief. So the damage that he will have done to any of my insides, <laughs> will, will not. Will, there wouldn't have been much. So sure, yeah. um, probably was fine. And it was fine, it turns out, mm-hmm. because I had a, a test shortly after. Excellent. S- which was actually prompted mm-hmm. um, sooner than I would have had it because he said, um, oh, I've just, like three days later, I get a text saying I've just been 
diagnosed with gonorrhea. So you might want to go and get yourself tested. So I was, was like... This is the top? This is the top. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Oh my um, God. Anyway, I remained friends with the the uh, the guy that we'd been that I've been kissing. Yes, I think he's yeah. still on my Facebook. Oh. <laughs> um, oh, he lived sick. really close to me, and he was like he kept inviting me out to like yeah, yeah. go for drinks with his husband. Yeah, because um, they were like an open sure. yeah, yeah. couple, and they were just like just come and have sex with us. And I was like, yeah. and my husband still wants to fuck you because the husband was the top, so that's why he he was the one who was asleep on the bed, like uh-huh. had taken too much drugs. Yeah. Um, was the husband of the guy that I'd been yam yamming with. Oh, right. Yes. Okay, okay, right, okay. Um, so that's the story, basically. Uh, so the the guy who'd been the top, through through not having ha- had safe sex, I then had to go get tested Did straight it. away. And they, because I'd, he'd actually messaged me to say, mm-hmm. I've had gonorrhea, they give you an injection and pills to take straight away. Just, right. Just can't, just, you treat it anyway then. Okay, okay. Because like, we treat you so that you don't have any risk or passing on or you don't... You just don't have it then. Okay. Which was unbeknownst to me at the time. But yeah. anyway, it turns What's out it I then? had I had nothing else afterwards anyway. My test came back clear and I didn't have it anyway. So he didn't Good. give it to me. But yeah. Okay, so first of all, I'm not surprised he got gonorrhea if he was fucking so many people yeah. without a condom. Yeah. But second of all, good that he clearly got a test very soon afterwards. Yes. And then Good that he told, told us. everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that's the thing of like that's like damage limitation, isn't it? Yeah. So it's kind of the second best. After wearing condom exactly. in the first place. And actually, yeah. if, if he were to then also say, oh, I've been diagnosed with anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, as I say, the window for HIV is like three days. Mm-hmm. Um, there are you know other things where, you know, if you do find out stuff like this, you really, really, really need to tell people. So yeah, I'm was great, I was grateful for that. That's the importance. And I think that's the thing, like, I, it, I appreciate it can be difficult or embarrassing or whatever to tell, to tell past sexual partners yeah. that you've been diagnosed with something, but you must do <laughs> it. Yes, you must. You must. Send a text. I don't know. <laughs> but you have to do it. You have to do it. So your first story. Okay, well, obviously, the big the big fear mm-hmm. for cis women, yep. people with wombs, mm-hmm. is pregnancy. Okay. So my first story is about getting pregnant mm-hmm. and having an abortion. Okay. Yes. So this was with my partner. Mm-hmm. So I suppose this is a case of relationship getting relationship. Um, what was that thing? Getting closer. Relationship strengthening. Yes. Okay. So sort of in a situation with someone I trust and in a situation where I was really horny and didn't really want to say anything. Mm-hmm. And, and we had this whole role play planned and I'd gotten to buy condoms and I was pretty sure he was out of condoms. And... I was like, oh, it's going to be fine. I can just get the pill in the morning. Yeah. But then inevitably, three days passed. Yeah. I was meeting friends one of the days. I was like, had a shift another day. I didn't have time to go to the place. Yeah. And then the the one time where I had like a window of time, I was like, can I really deal with the judgment of the pharmacist? Not really. Right. Um, and this is important. Okay. Because I think, okay, the by the pill, I mean the morning after pill, obviously, yeah. or the Plan B pill, as it's called yeah. in yeah, yeah, America. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but um, okay, so you, there's like a, a three day window where you're supposed to get it. When you go, you need to answer some questions, and you obviously have to ask because it's obviously behind the counter. You have to yes, ask from yeah, behind yeah, the yeah. counter. And a couple of times, literally, just the person at the counter has been like, "Okay, when did you have unprotected sex?" Da da da. He go thirty pounds. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, ridiculous. I, know, so... I can't remember, I remember that from the last time. Exactly. And as, a, as a gay man, I you just, just wouldn't know. I wouldn't, just, know, I wouldn't yeah. know. And it's, it, was, it was like a whoa. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like that. Like, so prescription could, drugs are like eight pounds. Come on. I could buy a really nice dress for that. Yeah. I was like, okay, but then there was. The, I think the last time I went to get the pill, um, the morning after pill. Be- like before that yeah. so like literally the last time I bought it 
I had to go into like a little room and this was in like a boot. I had to go into like a little room and then there was like a male pharmacist who asked me all these questions and I just lied. I just lied mm. because I cannot tell the truth in these situations. And this is a big problem. Mm. And I recognize that's not helpful. And I recognize that he does this a lot and I'm, he's not going to judge me or if he is, who cares? Mm. But literally he was like, you know, you know, why did you have unprotected sex? Did it? And I made up some ridiculous story. I can't even what I said. Mm. And literally it was, I was feeling really horny. I had to unprotected sex, but I was like, Oh, but you know, I've just gone on the pill, but then I, had sex too early before it started working so I just thought I should probably get the morning after pill just yeah. because I don't know why to, anyway so the point is I couldn't bear to go through that so yeah, I just didn't yeah, get yeah. it I had unprotected sex before and hadn't got haven't got pregnant quite a few times I was like it's probably been fine it's never happened before mm. anyway my breast started to get really tender um, which was weird like, every, like even putting on clothes like mm-hmm. like I could feel it yeah 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 and uh, I was like this is a bit weird then obviously my period was late, but my period's been late before, but I was like, I need to... You had like the, the markers were in your head, like the logical steps were already... Exactly. Yeah. So I got a test and I took it in like a Pret-a-Manger toilet um, <laughs> just before meeting my friend yeah. at the theatre. And it was like, pregnant! Oh no. <laughs> and I was like, oh... Pregamanger, am I right? <laughs> yeah, yeah Pregamanger. <laughs> and I was like, oh. Yeah. I never thought this would happen to me, but it was like this awful sinking feeling of yeah. like I felt stupid I felt shamed I felt scared I felt like like even now saying the word pregnant is so hard that word is laden mm. with things of course it is yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. so um, anyway I went to the theatre pretended nothing had happened and then <laughs> and then I was like I need to deal with it so then even like talking to my partner about it I couldn't I literally could not say the word so I had to call him and I was like there's something I need to tell you can I text it to you yeah. and then call me back so I texted it to him and then he called back and like neither of us even said the word pregnant like mm. that entire time mm. um, and then we talked about what we wanted to do and I got an abortion I don't really want to go too much into the experience of the abortion here. I will say that there's a podcast I recommend called Master Baters. Yeah. <laughs> which is... I want to listen to it just for the name alone. That's it's really brilliant. good. It's actually... Uh, it's finished now, but the okay. but like all the episodes are up. And it's basically this um, really awesome woman talking, just talking to other women and non-binary people about yeah. their... Just about their experience. Just, yeah. just like a chatty Focus show. Chatty yeah. Show. Okay. yeah. Um, and I am on an episode of that and I talk specifically about the abortion. Nice. So I think if you want to know more about it, please go check that mm. out. So, okay. So the point is, I don't, I used to be on the pill for a bit yep. because I wanted to be able to have condomless sex yep. with a part, like with a trusted partner. Trusted partner. Yep. But I, well, my libido went down. Massively, yeah. as in, like, I just did not have yeah. a sexual drive, and I don't know. I just feel really uncomfortable with the thing of controlling my hormones, hormones. and mm. my biology, yeah, and the yeah. fact that when and then so anyway, eventually I went off the pill, and I started using this um, thing called natural cycles. Okay, so this is like a, it's like a, um, you put your temperature in every day, and there's an algorithm that's meant to tell you uh, when you're ovulating and when you're not basically and so there are red days and green days and green days you can have unprotected sex and red days you shouldn't Mm -hmm. um so i just okay i don't i don't want to recommend it because it's not 100 percent accurate but as someone who has quite a a steady lifestyle i think if you've got if you have like loads of late nights and you're like Mm. your lifestyle's a bit erratic so when i was like certainly when i was younger i couldn't have hormones up and down it changes your cycle right i couldn't have used it then but because of quite a steady life and i like get up at the same time and i'm in a trusted relation a monogamous trusted relationship yeah i feel 
I prefer using that than something else. Yes. Anyway, the point what I'm trying to say is when I had unprotected sex that resulted in getting pregnant, it was on a red day really near where the app said I was ovulating so it was really <laughs> stupid it was just like so it wasn't just like the app got it wrong it was it was me actively ignoring what the app said yeah. um, but that goes back to like being horny and it's, it is literally you know, overriding that. your brain in exactly yeah. it's literally that and then after that then being afraid of the judgement and the stigma of being mm-hmm. like admitting that you've yeah, yeah. had unprotected sex and that's sex. a horrible like I said damn shame that, it like, really is it really terrible. is and honestly the fact that you can't just buy a, a morning after pill just like from the count like just be like oh here yeah. you go I'm just going to yeah, buy yeah, this yeah, yeah. like anything yeah. I really don't I get can't that. understand that at all for any other reason apart from the whole kind of like you know the nature of our country being so like into its Christian shaming of everybody yes. yeah um, it's insane and it's like there are, there are instructions it just says yes. take it within this many hours like yeah. fine like just yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't need an interview with a pharmacist to do that like yeah. I don't know anyway I, I can't stand that so yeah, yeah. That was so that's that's my experience of the big fear happening. I do feel, you know, the fact that it in given that it had to happen, I feel lucky that it happened in the situation it did. Mm-hmm. And it happened in a country where I have access to safe legal yes, free uh, abortions. Yeah. yeah. So that is yeah, it's not a it's not a bad story, but it's not it's not a happy story yeah. to and that's just, that's just it. It's the thing free, that happens. Free to a point though, right? So free as in if you actually let the baby develop, then it's free, oddly. Whereas the pill... Yeah, exactly. Oh my God, see, that's the thing. So if you just do the um, like preventative measure of yeah. having the morning after pill, which isn't actually an abortion because it actually stops the yeah, 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 stops yeah. it happening altogether. Yeah. Um, yeah, you have to pay for that. Yeah. But if you actually... <laughs> like, it doesn't yeah. make sense. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't make at all. any sense at all. No. It's so stupid. And yeah, and the other thing I would say is like, obviously pregnancy is like the big fear, but... It's not the only thing, as we've talked about. There are also STIs. So yeah. someone being on the pill does not mean that you can just be like, "Oh, I don't need to wear a condom. Yeah. I don't need to. I don't need to check if it's okay. Yeah, They're yeah, on the yeah. pill." Uh. Well, we remind you of the early part of our episode, the first part of our episode, where we talked about the HIV statistics. Right. And by the way, fifty-fifty. This is straight people, quite significantly too. So exactly. Be careful. Mm-hmm. Second story. Second story. So I've spoken before um, about uh, the guys that I've sat with who, who who secretly didn't use condoms and the ones who who convinced me not to, um, mm-hmm. um, who said that you know, you know it'd be okay or whatever, or or, or would perhaps sometimes I think they don't. They come without as 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 in when I say come, I mean like actually walk, <laughs> yeah, like, arrive, yeah, <laughs> um, at your uh, wherever you are, or you go to them, mm-hmm. and they haven't got them. They didn't plan on having it. They mm-hmm. they planned on having sex without it. Um, part of the negotiation often sometimes is just okay. I don't, you know, we're not, we're, you know, you're okay with this, aren't you? You're, you? you're okay with it. It's not. Do you want to? You know, what do you? It's, yeah. it's you're okay with it, comma right? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, that's part of the whole thing that bugs me. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I'm going to talk a bit about one particular time yep. that I had sex. The guy, basically, um, I was on top of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was like, do you want me to? And I was like, yes, I do. Mm-hmm. So, um, do you want me to use a condom? I was like, yes. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, you've asked me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so he sort of gently rolled me off him. He went, mm-hmm. he left the room for a bit. He came back. He brought a pack of condoms, mm-hmm. as in a, a pack of a condom, sorry, like a little, you know, like the sachet that they mm-hmm. come in. Sachet makes it sound silly, like a pack of sachet sugar. Sachet away. Sachet away. <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> um, anyway, like a, a pack with a condom in it and mm-hmm. uh, a pack of lube. Okay. Now, he opened the pack with a condom and I saw that mm-hmm. and I was on him again 
Um, and he was doing this around, I don't know, it was impressive that he was mm. able to do this, but he was, um, he reached around behind where I was. If you imagine I was doing, we we're doing the sort of cowboy or cowgirl, cowboy, whatever you want to do it, call it, but <laughs> yep. um, you sit on top and <laughs> yes. you ride them. Yes. <laughs> um, and uh, he was reaching around behind me to, so I wasn't on his dick yet. I was mm. sitting slightly forwards of it. Um, and he, I sort of, I think I sort of sat up slightly so that he could slightly, slightly see through my legs because what we were doing, but mm-hmm. he was also sort of reaching around to sort of put the condom on his dick. Now, he tutted a bit and something happened and then I saw the lube packet happen mm-hmm. and then he put lube on and then he went inside me. All this time, I didn't, I couldn't see what was going on. I was mm-hmm. looking at him and then obviously like I, he brought me forwards and he was fucking me and I was like, um, like we were, you know, face, cl- faces close to each other. Mm-hmm. I didn't see any of it. Anyway, we go to, we fall asleep. The next morning I see... So there was, a, oh, sorry, also, there was a bit of fumbling around mm-hmm. at one point with, I think he came out of me slightly, like he okay. came out because it was too soft or something. Mm-hmm. And so he sort of fiddled around a bit and then went back in again. Mm-hmm. I don't remember exactly how it, because it was all new. This was, it was, I was relatively, this was one of my early experiences. Mm-hmm. So, and also I would say that the, the anal sex is not the most, obviously if you, for your penis, it's very sensitive and it's got lots of nerve endings mm-hmm. for the for the person who's receiving um, anal sex, it's like when it hits your prostate, it's very sensitive. Mm-hmm. When uh, for the for the man, obviously for for men, yeah, and other things can be quite sensitive. And you, but mostly you kind of feel if it's if it's going to hurt, it, it hurts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and there are other things, you, but you don't feel the specific things that are happening inside your ass. So you can't if if you can't tell whether someone's wearing a condom or not. Oh, there's no, yeah. There's no it's totally. not a sensation. Is what sure. I'm trying to get yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, I didn't know, and I couldn't tell the difference between mm-hmm. the times. I don't know what happened. Anyway. Went to sleep, woke up the next morning. I saw on the floor mm-hmm. that the condom packet had been opened, mm-hmm. but the condom was on the floor next to it. Yeah. I know that he came. And there was no... And there was nothing in it. So either he struggled to put it on the first place and couldn't be bothered, yeah. or he took it off halfway through. And I remember this sort of sinking heavy, cold mm-hmm. feelings sort of washing over me when Whoa. I saw that in the morning. Um, like I'd been utterly betrayed. Yeah. He was someone that I liked a lot as a yeah. person, as a friend that I trusted. Yeah. And it was, it was awful. It was an awful experience, an awful <sighs> feeling. And I never asked him about it. I never no. said a word. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I spent the next day with him as well. And then I wow. didn't, yeah, I didn't see him again, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, I oh, didn't. God, and to go through that whole rigmarole of actually getting the packets yeah, and exactly. taking it out the packet right. and putting and to, to then just not just to lie about mm. it. That's really disturbing. Yeah. Because it's like at least like it's one thing just I mean it's all awful, but it's like one thing being like, oh no, I don't want to use one. Yeah. To being like, yes, I'll put one on. It's a deception. It's yeah. yeah. And it's called stealthing, as I learned from mm. I May Destroy You. Right. Um yeah. but and, and it is actually rape. Yes. Yeah. So that sucks. Yeah. Please never do that, anybody. <laughs> Please. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, I, I can feel the feeling again, yeah. like thinking about it now. It wasn't very nice. <laughs> it wasn't, just wasn't very nice. I mean, it, it is awful because it's that thing of like thinking something was happening under a set of circumstances that you were safe in. Yeah. And yeah. then discovering you weren't safe yeah. after the event. Yeah. At least if when it's actually happening, at least if you're aware of it, you can like process what's happening yes. as it's happening and then already be coming up with like a plan. Yeah. But to just be like, oh, I've had a really nice night, and then be like, oh, yeah, I'm in danger, yeah, and I didn't realize that. Yeah, it was really, really horrible. Yeah, um, 
I, there, there's more I could say, but it would it's annoying because I would it would identify him, and I don't want to do that. No, sure. Um, but there are, and I'm sure some of you would say, just go ahead and do it. But I, I'm not. No, gonna do that. no. But yeah, there, there was it was it was pretty. Uh, yeah, it's, it's 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 hard to talk about now, and mm-hmm. I've said this. I think I said this last episode in the short stories. It's hard to say the word rape, mm-hmm. um, but it's uh, yeah. I, I, I don't know what I'm going to say there. Anyway, but it's it's hard to say. It's, it's hard, hard to, to say. It's, it's hard, hard to, to say. It's hard to recount the story. It's hard yeah. to understand what happened. Yeah. Still, part of me it's one of those things as well. Having happened such a, a long time ago, mm-hmm. I, I still I, I, I worry. I wonder whether it's whether it happened at all. Do you know what I mean? Like. What, I, my brain is trying to wallpaper over it and yeah. pretend it's not there. Yeah, exactly. But so, you sort yeah. of know deep down. I know it happened. Something yeah. that happened yeah. and it was bad. Yeah. Um, it's also, I, I just want to note the fact you said you, you sort of didn't say anything about it, spent the day with him, but then never saw him again. Mm-hmm. This is something really important. And I think if you are in a situation where you have been, particularly if you've been a top mm. um, and the person who you were having, that you were having sex with, like does it seems to be perf- seems to be perfectly fine but then never speaks to you again there is m- maybe you maybe you did something yeah that has made them feel uncomfortable or maybe you did something coercive or maybe you sexually assaulted them even if yep. you don't think you have and i just i don't want to make anyone paranoid no, i just no, no, want no. to like it's not like, always true it's not always true but it's also a fact it's of, worth like, checking in though yeah just think about it like often i've done that if i've been in a situation where i've been made uncomfortable in a sexual situation yep. i've been like la 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 everything's fine i will never speak to you again yes yeah I completely, completely agree. I yeah. completely agree. I've and, done that more than once. Right. And yeah. if you value that relationship and that friendship, then just just be careful with that person yeah. and check yeah, yeah. in and communicate. Often what happens is that I, if that would happen after a situation where I felt coerced or I felt deceived in some mm-hmm. way, there would be a sense of shame mm-hmm. that then is attributed to that person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So either I've let myself do something that I wouldn't do mm-hmm. and I didn't actually want to do, but that person made me feel like I wanted to do it mm-hmm. in a way that, was too far for me yeah. ultimately yeah and also that's the thing so there are things there are probably stories that i've said in this podcast but maybe not and they may be to come mm-hmm. some some of both probably yeah where um i've done things in a in a sexual context and i've come away from that thinking why did i do that mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. i've not wanted to see the person yeah even though in, in the moment i felt like i really wanted to yeah. because they were making me feel like i wanted to yeah which is, goes back to our coercion episode yeah Give exactly it if you haven't Yes. Or well, if you haven't, why are you here? Why are you listening? No, I mean, why, you, you why are you starting? Why are you listening? No, no, go back to the beginning and start with A because they're so good. They're so they're good. They're so good. No, I don't mean don't be no, here. But I mean... also, listen to the ones that you're most interested <laughs> yes, in first true, and yes, then be I like, know. actually, I love this. Let's go back to A. <laughs> um, I don't mean to guilt you into seeing, listening to our episodes before this, if that's the way you want to do things out of order, like some sort of... <laughs> person who cares doesn't even care about order <laughs> how can you not care about not? order all you chaotic people <laughs> okay. um okay so my second story yes. um so i wanted to talk, i wanted to talk about my early experiences of sti clinics okay of getting tested yeah uh the reason why i needed to get tested was because i had had unprotected sex right several times so the circumstances in which that happened so the first time was with a guy I really liked and he came back to mine and we were having unprotected sex and that happened quite a lot of times to me where like it was um up until coming, in which case the pull the pull out method. Right, the pull out method. The yeah. fail thing. Yeah. Pull out method. <laughs> yes. Um like you say, it it's it does reduce the risk, but it's not zero. It's definitely not zero, yeah. so don't rely on yeah. that. But anyway, that happened a few times and I'd been fine. 
Anyway, I assumed. Um, so then the guy was like, oh, can I... He said something like, oh, can I come? Or is it okay for me to come or something? Or I can't remember what he said. And in my head, I was like, sure, you're going to put on a condom and then come. And right. I was like, yes. And then he came inside without, me yeah. without a condom. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a kind of bit of a knocked up situation, that yeah, film. Yeah. So then I was like, oh, shit. And again, it was a thing of like, I really like you and I don't want to hold you this against you. But I also feel really awful mm. <laughs> that you came inside me. But then I suppose you did ask. But then also... That was not, it was a bit of... Failure of communication. Right, exactly. But then, you know, I waited with bated breath. My period came. So I was like, prop's fine. Then there was another guy who we kind of got together on a night out. um, And we had unprotected sex. I would say it was quite, it was quite coercive. It was good, but I would say it was very quite coercive Mm. on his end. Yeah. And, but then we did meet up again. And this time I went, I was like, armed with condoms I was ready to be like (laughs) like, so I I had these condoms and I was like I was ready and I was ready to be like can you put on a condom anyway it came to the point where he was like about to enter me again no didn't ask and like the first time we'd had sex it was like we were drunk so I was like yeah sure fair enough but this time I was like we're not drunk this is not an excuse um and I was like can um can um uh can I'm not on the pill. Yeah. Can you put on a condom? And then he was like, oh, okay. So I was like, fine. So he did put one on. We had sex. And then he put the other ones on his bedside table, fine. which was like quite high up. It was like a chest of drawers. So perhaps put them up. So, <laughs> this is like, um, so then that was fine. And then the next time I we went around to his, a couple of months later, yeah. it was in exactly the same place. Right, the condom yeah, sure. that I left. So I was like, either you haven't had sex in the intervening time or you have, but you just haven't used a condom, yep. which wouldn't surprise me. But I was like, okay, fine. But then I was like, you know that you need to use a condom with me because I told you last time. Um, so then we were getting to the point of about to have sex. And now I was like lying on the bed. I might have been like face down, actually. I don't know. Sure. And I swear, and this was probably just wishful thinking, because I was like, I really don't want to have to go through the awkwardness of saying that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I swear, I, I, I swear, I heard him feeling around for to get them, yeah. to get them, and there was like a bit of a pause before he entered mm. me. So I was like, okay, I'm sure he's put it on. Da, da, da. Anyway, the next morning, I woke up. I looked up. Yeah, the same, same, same place. It was there, and I was like, I, I can't see you again. Yeah, <laughs> this yeah, is yeah. too much. Anyway, so then by that point, I was like, I must go to an STI tested. clinic because mm-hmm. again I had uh, my periods were still coming lucky but I was like I have no idea if I've got any STIs so the point was I had no idea how to go about going to an STI clinic I know about I didn't know how to find one mm-hmm. I didn't know how to book an appointment mm-hmm. I didn't know anything I'm sure google searching would have helped but I just I just it was so and I was so I was afraid of it I was embarrassed mm. and it just felt like this insurmountable task yeah Anyway, my friend messaged me and she was like, oh, I'm just, um, I'm going to go to the walk-in thing at this STI clinic in Hampstead. So I was like, I'm coming too, I'm coming too. (laughs) (laughs) So I cancelled everything. I went and it was so good to have a friend. And I did actually read that a lot of girls in particular go to STI clinics with a bunch of friends. Okay. It seems to be quite a common thing. Yeah. So my friend got called, I got called. There was this man who did the test it was it wasn't one where i had to like i've this has never happened to me where i have to like put my oh gosh open up my legs or anything he just gave me like a swab and i went to the toilet and he told me what to do and he did the injection for hiv and not injection you mean them not blood blood sample yeah you know what a thing (laughs) that makes blood come out your it's not an injection (laughs) (laughs) i mean in a sense the needle is going but there's nothing but there's nothing in both sides no no no, exactly okay thank you for that (laughs) Clarification facts are important. Okay, so I <laughs> yes, he talked to me about M and S underwear and about how his mum. I quite appreciated this. <laughs> about how his mum 
<laughs> always asked him to get M&S underwear because I think I think he was Roma- Romanian okay. and he said his mum was really large and she only fitted M&S underwear oh gosh right, <laughs> just all right. Her, and then at the end he was like do you want some condoms and I was like yes please and he was like do you know how to use them and I was like yes and he was like well it's a fair question and I was like <laughs> <laughs> I was like maybe but also <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so I went away feeling like amused and also not sure how I yeah. felt about him I saying used that. Yeah, yeah, used <laughs> yeah. So that was fine. But then it was my friend who'd like organized and, and I was completely, I didn't have any STIs, which is really yeah, yeah. lucky, mm. but it was my friend who'd organized it all. So I still had no idea how to go about all. So the next time I'd unprotected sex, I was like, what do I, what do? I do? Mm-hmm. Um, and then a guy I was dating told me about the Dean Street Clinic. And I have to say the Dean Street Clinic changed my life. Apparently it's like the best one in London. It's amazing. Like, if if you are like me and a lot of other people and have have been scared to get an STI test and have either never had one or haven't had one for a long time, mm. like go there. Yeah. Because first of all, okay, one like actually booking an appointment is slightly there's a little bit of confusion between the pages. There's like the Dean Street Clinic and then there's like the D, the sexual health clinic and they're slightly different things. Okay. So you just have to find the right page, but then you basically just book a time slot on, on through the pay the online page. You don't have to call anyone. You don't have to do any awkward mm-hmm, talking to mm-hmm, people. Mm-hmm. Then you go there. And then you just like answer questions on a screen. So again, that removes, like, I don't lie to a screen. I lie to humans. I don't lie to screens. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) And then they give you. It's a savage indictment of our society. I know. (laughs) (laughs) And then they give you a little, like, um, thing you can put on your key ring, which you can just, next time you go, you can just. um, Oh, right. You can just beep beep in. Yeah. Mm. So, and then the people, the people at the reception, like, are really kind of like young and trendy, and you just feel like they're the sort of people. Who probably have unprotected sex all the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Behind. So yeah, no judgment. <laughs> and then the place is like really cool. So then you go down, the waiting room is like, there's like comfy chairs mm. and it feels more like a kind of youth center. Right. <laughs> you just like hang out and then they call you into little rooms and they do the test. Then they get, when they give you the swab, you go into one of the toilets and there's like screens telling you how to use it. Yeah. So you do it and then you put it in this little capsule thing. Yes. <laughs> and then you put the capsule in like a chute and oh. then it gets taken up the chute. Wow. And then it goes into the like lab. The testing lab, yeah. The yeah. testing lab, which is like opposite the reception. So as you walk out, you can see them with all these capsules and they're wow. like ready to start. It's like so futuristic and awesome. <laughs> so the experience feels comfortable and fun. Wow. <laughs> like, it's just like, so I just have to say like th- that changed my life. Amazing. Well, I was going to say, yeah. I was going to say, I don't, I'm, well, I'm, sh- I'm sad that I don't really need testing anymore. But know, actually, just but go, actually just go, yeah. well, I should just go. But also yeah. that's not strictly true. You should always, even if you're in a trusting relationship, you mm-hmm. should still get tested. Right. Um, not as often, you don't mm-hmm. as often, but you should still get tested. That's actually a very interesting point. Cause I think the last time I got tested was three months after I got together yes. with my current partner. Cause we're in a monogamous relationship. So I was like, okay, three months, that's yeah. the last time I had sex. So with someone else. Yeah. So prob's fine, but you're right. Yeah. I did it a few years sex. ago. Actually, yeah. It's been a few years. So I probably should go, go again. Yeah. But I kind of know that we're fine. But anyway, I, yeah. it's like, you should still do it. Yeah. Cause not if, <sighs> so trust is a thing, right? Um, and the, and I finally, I just want to say, I, I have never had an STI, but that is, that is pure luck. Mm. And I just want to say, like, first of all, like, don't let the fact you haven't had one before stop you from using protection. Yeah. And certainly don't let it stop you from getting checked, getting tests. Get tested. Get tested. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Don't forget to follow us on all your usual social medias, Twitters, Instagrams, Facebooks. We are everywhere at A to Z with men. That's A-T-O-Z with men. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. And no matter what platform you use, please give us a helping hand. 
<laughs> by <laughs> going to Apple Podcasts and giving us five stars and a review yes, because please. yes, because it's fun to read and it also helps other people find the podcast. Yes, mm-hmm. no fewer than five. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, no need to worry. Spread us around. Yeah, we're safe. We're safe. Uh, <laughs> no diseases here. Uh, tell a friend as well, of course. Yep. Um, and you can email us at atozwithmen at gmail.com. That's A-T-O-Z. You know how to spell this by now. Withmen at gmail.com. And visit us at our website, atozwithmen.com. I'm not spelling it again. Where you can contribute to our exciting new project. Yes, please. Our, you can contribute <laughs> to our project anonymously. Because we value your safety. Absolutely. Yes. Um, and that will fuel our next run through of the alphabet. Yeah. We might take some of your ideas and stories. Um, so if you like what you hear and you want more, please don't keep us waiting. But we don't mind if it takes longer because safety, safety first. first. <laughs> uh, also, please get in touch and let us know if you've been moved or interested by anything you heard in this episode. I know it has been a slightly darker one. It's on the darker mm. end of our S mm-hmm. spectrum. Um, or if you think we missed something uh, let us know yes um, and until next time yeah goodbye and thanks for listening oh also before we go (laughs) um, so uh, this is the end of part three of season one so we are taking a break we're taking a slightly longer break than usual because um, we need time to catch up because summer summer, yeah yeah. and so our next official episode which is um, S-T T T. will be out on the 13th of August but if you want to hear more of us before then more from us um, then please you can go onto our Patreon for just as little as £5 a month um, and you can get our bonus thesaurus episode which will be out on the 13th of august and all our past thesaurus episodes will be there as well yeah well remembered (laughs) see you there (laughs) see you there and and i just wanted to talk about how the quantity varies so yes i've run out of time How does the quantity well, say? Well, okay. All I was gonna say is, if I'm really turned on, yeah, um, and uh, it's been a long session, yeah, uh, there's a lot. And if it's been a quick one, or I've, if I've already yeah. come earlier in the day, it's much less. Ah. But sometimes if I've come earlier in the day and then I've had a longer mm-hmm. session, it's a lot. Again, it's to do with That's how much, how long the stim- how long it's stimulated for, and how many, how much fluid is produced. I think we should definitely go into that in more detail in episode. J for Jizz. Yes, whichever season. Whichever season that comes out. This is all going in bloopers, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) So it'll be an interesting little bit at the end. (laughs) (laughs) Can't have this. It's not part of the actual game. Exactly. (laughs) Yes. So my first story. Yes. Um, (laughs) (laughs) The video just fell uh, down. That is... Where it fell down. That's a shot. (laughs) That is amazing.